Hello and welcome to the MC Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Harris, and today we're going to be diving into the financial world. You're thinking ag into the financial world. That's right. It's a little bit scary, but we're, luckily we have a professional with us who's going to be able to guide us through it, and we're going to be looking at some of the some of the banking side of our business. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I uh, hope you get a lot out of this. Welcome to the MC Podcast. My name is Scott Harris. My whole life in dairy farming. Grew up in it. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Appreciate that very much. It's been exciting to watch you guys work. So I would like to bring in our guest. He's a gentleman named Tim Shu, And Tim is a client relationship manager with Scotia Bank Agricultural Banking Team. And so I'm going to bring Tim in. And Tim, how are you today? Doing great, Scott. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. We have some beautiful weather here. It's uh, weather's finally breaking. And so you now you're going to probably try to tell me that the weather's nice up there. But I listen, was, I never trust the weather where you're at. I was just about to say that. It's snowing. It's about minus, well, I use Celsius, right? Minus five. So that's nice for us, right? So why don't you start off by telling us kind of who you are and where you are so that we can explain that weather issue a little more. <laughs> yeah, I'm in, uh, on well, Listowel, Ontario, Canada, um, which is kind of, you know, southwest Ontario. Um, I'm, well, I'm working from home from Elmira. It's a small town where I grew up on a farm, and that's kind of how I got into the agriculture banking gig. Okay, so you actually grew up on a farm and decided you know what i want to do i want to help bankers uh, figure out how to get some money right or yeah. help farmers get some money out of bankers right yeah <laughs> interesting Very that's good. the goal i guess right yeah yeah that's how we tend to look at it and that's part of the problem some of the stuff we're going to get into right mm-hmm. and so um to kind of get things going here we had kind of found this article i think it was in progressive dairyman um that you i think were co-author on or a part of or something and uh so it really jumped out of me so just you know and I feel like I say this every week, but like I actually have worked in banking um, in my past, and so I have a little bit of financial background, but uh, it's been a lot of years, and uh, I wouldn't say I was great at it before, and I didn't do anything hardly with ag, so um, I wouldn't say I have that. But there was some definitely a lot of your article that spoke to me um, because I think one of the things that we find, particularly uh, you know in agriculture, is that farmers are very good at what they do but they're not so good at the stuff they don't do, right? Just like most of us. And one of the areas that they you hear a lot of frustration on the farm is from the banking side. And what your article lays out, I think is extremely helpful. So I really want to make sure our audience uh, kind of understands it. So one of the things that you talk about, uh, that you talk about in the article is that uh, instead of maybe like a huge ream of paper or boxes of paper, as I've seen farmers uh, bring into banks before, Right. Instead of all that, really, they're probably looking for specific information. So kind of tell us, Tim, what information are they really looking for when it comes down to it? Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Scott. Sometimes we show up to a farm and it's just this big set of, you know, whether it's tax returns or financial statements. And the farmer is like, you know, I've been looking at this property. This is what I want to do. And, you know, we we bring that back to our credit group to get something improved, you know, the same way you'd go for a mortgage or, or something like that at the bank. But we, we have to build out a story of 
you know, management and cash flow and collateral, all these things that kind of develop that credit. When we bring it back to our credit group, we kind of look at what we call the three W's. So first W being, what are they looking for? They as the farmer, you know, are they looking at a property purchase? Um, second W, why are they looking at it? Why do they want that increase in credit? And third is for the banking side is, is why are we comfortable with it? So we have to, like, I wear two hats every day. I wear the hat of talking to the farmer. And then I wear the hat of bringing back the request to my credit group and making sure, you know, we're managing risk properly for the bank. So the more the farmer helps account managers like myself with understanding that we have to then go back to the bank and look at those three W's, the, the quicker we can get requests done, you know, the better story we can create. So if we talk about like a new property purchase, for example, you know, here's, here's what we're going to be growing. We're going to maybe be using the same equipment. Here's what, here's the price. Here's, you know, our appraised value on the property. I've been looking at it for a while. Here's the revenue I think it's going to generate. Here's how it's going to add to our whole land holdings. Here's how I'm comfortable with, you know, the security of it. Here's who's going to run, you know, this parcel of land, whatever it is, like having a plan and not just looking at, at the pre-approval aspect of that new asset purchase is what is so key on those three W's. Right. And so it's making sure that you have a clear plan that, you know, that's where it probably gets really complicated or can get a little messy with a farm because it's very clear in their mind what they want to do. And, you know, if you're not a farmer or you don't, you haven't been in that business, you need to be explained a clear plan so you can then communicate that clear plan uh, to the lending group. Right. And so, um, as far so get us, can you kind of dig into that a little bit more? So what is some of the, like, as far as with a clear plan, like what would be an example of that? Where, do, where does it maybe get a little messy sometimes? Yeah. So I think when we explain to a customer, how we look at a deal is when we can create the clearest plan. So if the banker is honest, and it helps when the banker comes from a farm too. Like I said, I grew up on a farm and that's yeah, why I got say, into yeah. this industry. So you don't have to explain to me about like yields or you know how your year went or how weather is going to affect your plans. Like I get all that and I get the family aspect of it too. The plan comes into play when we're looking at you know debt serviceability, which is basically just a complicated way of saying how much income are you generating versus your versus your debt payments. You know, the so same in, way that, in regular banking world, it would be essential the same as DTI. Like if you're used to hearing that, it's just, but you're servicing, it's more of a global service of the debt versus yeah, like just exactly. simple DTI, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. And so that's a main ratio that we bring back to our credit group. And so if we're looking at a cash flow plan, you're, you're going to look at that new land or maybe it's a new barn or whatever it is. And you're going to say, here's how much money I think I'm going to generate off that. Here's how much it's going to cost. Here's how much it's going to cut down expenses and lay out even a high level. Like it doesn't need to be, you know, a crazy projection, uh, you know, financial statements, but it just clearly defines how this is going to help your business, both operationally and financially, not just, we think this is the next opportunity, you know, cause we're always, we're bankers. We ask why, 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 until we get right. those more nitty gritty details right and so yeah and so you really the the key here is it's not you know i think that the farmer has to understand is that the bank is in business to loan money 
I mean, that is how they make money, right? So exactly. it's it's not, but they, they also have a, a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that they're lending in the right aspects. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the bank is under a lot of uh, uh, heavy regulation to make sure that they're treating every individual farm uh, correctly and fairly. And, uh, and so getting as much information to help justify that decision is so important uh, when it comes down to it. And just because we think it's a good idea and it may be a great idea, we need to be able to show how this is actually going to make a difference on the financial mm-hmm. aspect of the farm. And mm-hmm. so, so, I mean, that kind of really transitions us into kind of the next question or kind of the next point is, you know, you, you mentioned in the article to talk early, often, and openly. Um, give me some of the key aspects of that and why that is so important. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I think talking early, especially in agriculture, where we know there's going to be down years, is so crucial. You know, as soon as that harvest is happening, obviously, I don't want to call you when you're in the combine or, you know, or in the tractor. But, you know, once once you have an idea of yield, I think it's always a good time to touch base because we know this is a seasonal business. So I'm going to be touching base with you at those critical points to know what's going on with your business, to understand it. Because, I mean, our our slogan at Scotiabank Agriculture, if I can do a bit of a plug, is that is that we get ag, you know we're we're not calling you on asking these ridiculous administrative questions but we want to understand how did the year go you know i was hearing this from joe down the road that he had you know 250 bushel acre or bushel corn like um you know i don't know how that compares to to down there but you know it's a good year up here so um you know just something like that and so when when we do run into you know financial challenges when it was an off year i can explain it to my credit group so that we don't run into a situation where we're in some sort of default on financial covenants, like I was referring to before, or whatever it may be. It doesn't raise red flags because I understand the business so well that I'm able to advocate for you. And it's that two-way relationship that works really well. Like I'm here to help you. Like you said, Scott, like I'm here to lend money. We hate saying no um, because you know we want to lend that money. But it's it's the ability to understand the whole business, and I'm talking to you on a regular basis, that I'm actually able to get my risk group or credit group more comfortable with the deal. So the more details you give me, the more details I can give them, and then we're all on the same page. Um, does, that, does that answer your question? Yeah, there? absolutely. So I guess one part of it that jumped out to me that I thought was interesting was you say, you know, in part of this same section, you mentioned, you know, sharing blue sky ideas. So what, yeah. what are we talking about with that? Yeah, I mean, I love one of my first questions, meeting a new customer or maybe a prospective customer is like, what's the five year plan here? What's the 10 year plan? Whether a, a lot of the time that includes the next generation. Um, and that is what also helps me growing up on a farm. I know the goal is to roll that equity into the next generation and not just liquidate and, you know, put it in a trust fund and call it a day. Like we're looking to get that next generation involved. So that's usually what it involves. So maybe buying a farm for, you know, your oldest son or something like that. And so we can start planning. We can start having that conversation as early as possible. So back to my three things at the start where we look at cash flow, um, your, your management expertise and your collateral or the three W's. We're already getting the gears turning. 
we're already presenting that to our risk group that this is something we want to do in the future so that it doesn't come as a surprise in five years at the 11th hour and, and you know, you're saying the neighbor's property just came up. We really want to buy it. Can you help us out, Tim? And I'll say, oh, I didn't even know about this, guys. But if I knew about that five years ago, I'd already have the details in my mind and I could write right. that credit like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think a key aspect that you mentioned here that's really important, I ran into this a lot uh, from the banking side when I worked in it, is disclosure of your business struggles is important because we we can't help it as people. We kind of just want to put lipstick on a pig sometimes um, instead of just saying, hey, by the way, Tim, we've really struggled with this and, and here's here's how we think we can improve it. Instead, we just kind of want to hide it and, to, and, and pray that the bank doesn't find it uh, instead of just being open and, and disclosing it right up front. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that comes from, from trusting your account manager too, trusting that they might actually have a solution to that problem. And I'm not saying that I can, you know, make, make your operation, like your, your cows more efficient or, or something like, or decrease the price of feed. I can't, I can't do that. But what I can do is, you know, from, from the lending side, I can make things more flexible maybe, or I can refinance or, you know, it's those kitchen table discussions where we just get everything out in the open and say, okay, here's, here's where we're at. Here's where we need to be from the bank's perspective. And, you know, you guys are running the farm operationally, but I'm here to help out with everything I can from a financial perspective. Yeah, completely. And I, I mean, I think that leads perfectly into kind of one of the last main points of this is working with a relationship manager um, that you trust. And uh, that's the kind of the right partner for you. You know, there there are sometimes there's personality things. Sometimes there's just knowledge base, um, you know. So what about, you know, how do we kind of what do we need to be asking ourselves to make sure we're working with the right person and the right bank? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll maybe answer with an example of what I've been doing. Like I've got about five or six elevators on my book. It's recently weed prices, obviously. So I price like everything's been going nuts with this whole Russia Ukraine thing. I'm calling my elevators every day and whether they've got margin calls or not, I check in on them. How are you, how are you doing? How are you coping? Even, even like mentally, how are you doing? Are you sleeping at night? And it's, it's just that knowledge from the customer that, Hey, I actually, I get it. I haven't necessarily been through this. Um, I just grew up on a, on a cash crop farm. We didn't have, I mean, yeah, we had to deal with price, but we, we weren't getting margin calls like an elevator. Um, but I, but I get at least, or, or I'm trying to understand what you're going through and the bank is here for you. So I've had to do these, uh, you know, operating line increases to, to um, pay for these margin calls. So it's, it's the fact that I'm calling them first before they're calling me at the 11th hour with a margin call saying, Tim, can you help me out? I've, I've actually called them the day before and I've said, hey, I'm guessing you might have margin calls coming up. Is there anything we can do right now and really quickly because I know what your business is going through. And you know what, next I'm gonna be calling my, my dairy guys um, and I'm gonna say, you know, how are you dealing with the the feed price increases right now. You know, obviously that's that's next in line now after after these prices have gone crazy. So um, it's it's being proactive in my calls. It's it's not Tim only calls us when we're doing something wrong or when we're in default. 
It's how do I help you not be in default, right? Yep, absolutely. It comes down to that proactivity mindset. We want to work with people who are proactively engaging with us. Um, and like you said, not not just calling when, hey, by the way, your checking account's overdrawn or uh, yeah. you're trying to do a draw on your line of credit and, buddy, it's maxed out. And so uh, we want the we want the individual that's going to be proactively engaging with us uh, for sure. You know, a, a key part of the from the bank side um, that I think is important is making sure that we're working with a bank that do, that does have some at least some familiarity with ag. I just think it's really important. I'm sure that's important for every industry, right? I mean, I don't think it's necessarily uh, just conducive to ag, but uh, I think working with that type of bank or that individual is important. Yeah, it's such it's such a niche area all the way from how, how I mean, in Canada where when we're looking at supply management, it's it's totally different than than any other industry, um whether it's dairy or poultry, right? Or um, you know, after the fact when you know i i've had investment advisors call me and say why don't they just sell they they could sell their farm for 20 million dollars why don't they just sell it and, and put it in a in a fund so that's not the goal here and so it's like it's coming from that family farm um it's it's you know attending a an ag school and i've it, it wasn't even like a, a decision like it, it was kind of just a no-brainer to be involved like i like business i like ag i'll just be an account manager it makes sense and uh and and just understand that for for your clients and i i know you're you asked about you know the bank being committed to egg scotia bank along with what i think every bank should do like w we should be in love with agriculture i mean it's a great story first of all second of all it, it's so safe um i mean real I, I could sell any farm in my area yesterday um with the way and I mean, like with the asset appreciation of, of farmland, it's, it's just insane. So um, we've realized, I think, especially during COVID, um, the, the necessity of egg, you know, everybody's got to eat. And so when manufacturing was going downhill for the bank and, you know, account managers in different sectors of the bank would have been freaking out or whether it's in tech or whatever they're lending to, right? Like we stayed open during agriculture. We continue to lend. We actually were busier during COVID, um, just with interest rates being down. So, yeah. interesting. That's uh, that's kind of kind of really interesting and, and crazy timing on that side of things. I'm sure. I'm sure that was a really like for every business was a pretty interesting time. But okay, so I mean, we've spurred you've spurred on a lot of thoughts, and and so the dairyman is driving down the road right now and they're listening to this podcast as they should be. And, uh, the, you've, you've thought they're thinking, and they're a bit panicked right now. They're thinking, Oh my gosh, I don't do any of this. I don't work through any of this with my banker. I don't do any of this with my relationship manager. Where do they start? How, wow. <laughs> how, where, where does somebody get a start? Does it, is it sit down and make a, make a plan for yourself? I mean, where do they start at? That is such a great question. I mean, if they were my customer and they're feeling overwhelmed, I would like to explain to them really clearly why we have certain parameters in place. Or, you know, I, if I'm a farmer, I just don't be scared to ask your account manager what, the, what their plan is. You know, because we're always asking the farmer, what's your plan? What's your plan? How are you going to pay this back? 
you know, we, we work for the farmer. And so the farmer should ask the account manager, how are you making my credit structure flexible, you know, to buy that next farm, to introduce the next generation and put the, put the account manager on the spot. And, and then also ask, you know, are, how are these financial covenants or the security or the way you guys look at cash flow? Um, how is that unique to my business? Because every farm is unique. As much as um, you know, you're just one account manager who has this many clients. Like, I know, I know the struggle of each individual customer, and I would actually try to get into the mind of the account manager as much as possible. And then I would, I would actually recommend, like, as a really pragmatic exercise, go through your banking agreement. And there's probably a lot of jargon in there that you've never understood. But as much as you can stay awake for reading that banking agreement, go line by line and and say, like, is there anything in here that I don't understand or that my account manager has never explained to me? And you might actually find out that your account manager can't even explain it. Maybe you need a new account manager. I'm not saying, like, fire the guy. But, like, go line by line and be like, here's what's in my agreement. Do I understand every aspect of it? Because if you do, that's when you'll excel, I think. Yeah, that's really good advice, uh, Tim. I think that uh, if you're listening to this and you are uh, in a situation like this, I think what he just gave you could be one of the most beneficial things you can do is to get out those agreements and make sure you understand them. You don't need to become a banker, but you need to make sure your banker at least understands them. <laughs> right. So uh, really solid advice. So the last question I've got for you before we kind of wrap things up here is what do you see as the most common mistake that uh, that farmers tend to make when it comes to relationship with their banking side of their business? Yeah, I mean, it's it's the title of the of the article here. Talk really talk often. It's I think a lot of a reluctancy. Maybe I don't know if it necessarily comes from trust. Um, you know, if it's maybe a newer account manager, I've seen it in, in my, with my customers, it's taken time for me to, to gain trust. And I think, you know, one of the first lines I use is like, Hey, I'm from this area. I grew up on a farm and that always breaks the ice. Um, but it doesn't necessarily give that trust. So just remembering that, that we're here to help you. Um, like you said, Scott, a bunch of times, like we, we want to lend this money. So if you have a struggle, if you have an idea, if you have a question, just trust us. We're here. We're here for you. We're partnering with you. If we, we hate seizing on or realizing on collateral, that's not what the bank's here for. We're loyal to you. We understand agriculture and, and we want to just be that small part of, you know, putting food on tables. Like that's why I do what I do. That's why I get up. Yeah, I think that the way you can kind of sum that up is what my boss used to say is, I want to be a banker. I don't want to be a landowner. I don't want to be a business owner. I don't want to be a tractor owner. Um, I don't want your collateral, right? This is 100%. just part of the security. You know, I want you to be successful. And so um, I think that really ties it together well. So, so Tim, thanks for being on and being a guest. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that your weather gets better, but I just don't know <laughs> if that ever happens in Canada. I've been burnt too many times in my past by going up there. And so, but I will hope that it does happen for you. So. 
Yeah, well, thanks, thanks for having me, Scott. Really appreciate it. This is something I, I don't get to do, as, like I said, uh, as a boring banker. So this has been awesome. Thanks well, you did, for having you me. You did great. You gave a, gave a lot of good information. And if you liked the information that you heard Tim talk about and we shared with you today, would please take a, a minute and subscribe um, on whatever uh, platform you use for podcasts. And also check us out on YouTube. A lot of great content out there. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, or you can visit us at seedcorn.com for more information. And all the podcasts are actually on there as well. So I think that's it. Appreciate all your time. Hope you enjoyed it. And everyone have a great day.